Welcome to Rhema for Today. I believe the Lord would have said, all right, if I find five righteous there, I'll not destroy the city. Then I believe if Abraham said, now, Lord, I'm going to speak to you just one more time. Got that one more time way down at the end. Would you spare the city just for the sake of one? I believe he'd have said, all right, I'll spare for the sake of one. You got any scripture that would contradict that? According to this scripture we read here, it seemed he heard every prayer and answered every one of them, didn't he? I'm thoroughly convinced, to me at least, that the Lord would have done it. He'd have said, yes, I'll spare it for one. But Abraham stopped at ten. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Praying for Your Nation, on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Uh, you, you can't have any confidence in the flesh. And so I'm speaking from the natural standpoint. From the natural standpoint, there's nothing good in us. The only thing that's good in us, I'm talking to Christians now, is the fact that Jesus dwells in us. Hallelujah. The fact that we've been born again. The fact that we've become new creatures. Amen. And, and, and having done all, I, we, we just have to say we're unworthy servants. Might as well admit it so anyway. Without him, I can do nothing. Without him, I'm a failure. I say it again and again, practically every time I go to the pulpit, some farmer or another, Lord, I have no merit on my own to base any answers to prayer. I don't come in my own name. I just throw myself over on your mercy because without you, I'm nothing. And that's absolutely the truth. If we feel like we can do it, get all lifted up in pride, pride goes before destruction. I tell about sometime true story. I was preaching 1953 there in Dallas, Texas. And, and uh, there's a fellow, that he's in the voice of healing with us, one of the voice of healing preachers. He'd gone out on a little weekend meeting, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night in a church. Now you've got to realize, see, we're talking about 36 years ago and in full, full gospel churches. Back there then, we, you know, we'd have a meeting and, you know, you'd have a dozen people saved and six fields Holy Ghost thought you had a landslide. <laughs> see, this is just a church meeting. And, and the report went out everywhere. On Saturday night, he gave the altar call. He had 50 people come and get saved. Just in a small church. Think about that. I mean, just unheard of in those days. Well, we all you know, rejoiced in that. Thank God. And so uh, on Monday then, see, that was, he was there and he come, you know, he's driving distance of Dallas. He drove back home Sunday night after church. And he was in our morning, because he lived there. He was in this morning teaching session at 10 o'clock. Well, after the teaching session was over, everybody's gone. Just the pastor and myself and him were standing talking. And so the pastor said, uh, boy, we heard about that Saturday night service. Said somebody said there were 50 that got saved just in this church meeting. Man, we'd been in revival there in that church for several, run it seven weeks, and I guess then been there about five weeks. We hadn't had even 50 people saved in five weeks. But we had a few saved along, and a lot of good things happening. And, and so I remember when he said that, uh, yeah, he said, that's right, that's right, that's right. 
Well, this pastor said, I just stood and listened, said, uh, well, we just rejoice about it. And so this, this evangelist reached out and got the pastor's tie and sort of flipped it like said, I'll tell you one thing, but sort of grinned like a, oh, I, I, I started to say, yeah, I think it's a devilish grin. I, I'll go ahead and say it. I'll tell you one thing, boy. He said, when I can't get them, nobody can. He didn't get them. Now, I made a note of that. I watched that fella from then on. Down, down, down. Pride goes before destruction. Amen. I said, amen. Thank God 50 got saved. But you can't take the credit to yourself. That's pride. You're not humbling yourself. Amen. Yeah, boy, if I don't do it, it ain't going to be done. You know, I'm it. If you ever listen to some people, preachers preach, they don't exactly say that, but if you'll read between the line all through the sermon, it's there. I'm, I'm it, you know, I'm it. Amen. No, we ain't it. Jesus is it. Amen. Glory, amen. amen. I, I don't like for people to introduce me. Uh, you know, once in a while, Ken will anyway. But I don't like people to introduce me. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to brag it on me because I'm nothing. said, I've had people introduce me as a great man of faith. I always get up and say, now, I want to correct that. God can't bless error, and that's error. He can't bless lies, and that's a lie. And some of them even got mad at me because they did, but I have to. I said, in the first place, I'm not a great man, and I'm not a great man of faith. I'm just a man with faith in a great God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Now, there's an important principle a nugget of truth in this scripture in Genesis 18. Let's get back to it now. When Abraham is interceding for the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, and certainly that's what he is because according to the dictionary, to intercede means to act between parties with a view to reconciling differences. Well, you see, of course, there is a difference between Sodom and Gomorrah and God. Amen. I said amen. Let's go on reading now. 28th verse. Peradventure, there shall lack five of the fifty. Will thou destroy all the city for the lack of five? And he, that is the Lord, said, If I shall find there forty and five, that's forty-five righteous people, I will not destroy it. 29th verse. And he spake unto him yet again and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. Thirtieth verse. And he said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. Verse 31. And he said, Behold now, that's Abraham, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there shall be found twenty there. And he, the Lord, said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. Surely you can find twenty righteous people there. Seems reasonable, doesn't it? Let's go on reading, though. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. 32nd verse. And I will speak yet but this once. I wish he hadn't said that. I will speak yet, but this once. In other words, I'm just going to speak one more time. I believe if he had said, if he had gone on, 
because the Lord said, all right, if I find 10, I'll spare it. I believe, I don't have any scripture that would contradict it according to what we read here. I believe that he had said, now, Lord, if you can find five, I believe the Lord would have said, all right, if I find five righteous there, I'll not destroy the city. Then I believe if Abraham said, now, Lord, I'm going to speak to you just one more time. Got that one more time way down at the end. Would you spare the city just for the sake of one? I believe he'd have said, all right, I'll spare it for the sake of one. You got any scripture that would contradict that? According to this scripture we read here, it seemed he heard every prayer and answered every one of them, didn't he? I'm thoroughly convinced, to me at least, that the Lord would have done it. He'd have said, yes, I'll spare it for one. But Abraham stopped at 10. Verse 32, per adventure, 10 shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for 10 sake. Yet right on the other hand, what a tremendous statement. Think about that. I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, those wicked cities, for ten's sake. Hallelujah. Now imagine that. Imagine God saying that he would spare that wicked place. He had already spoken about the cry of their wickedness had come up to him. And, and their sin was grievous about the sexual impurity of those cities. Yet he said he would spare the whole place, all the place, he said, for the sake of ten righteous men. Did you ever stop to think about what a mess this world would be in if it wasn't for we Christians? No wonder Jesus said you're the salt of the earth. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You see, this whole world would have already been destroyed if it weren't for us. You know, I can remember on back, you know, I spanned a few years before we had freezers, even before we had refrigerators, you know, electric refrigerators. We used to just have an ice box. You know what I mean? We called refrigerator. We get ice man come around. They used to make delivery. I remember, remember that little boy that drive a, a, you know, ice wagon. You know, pull by a horse. Then they went over to a car, ice truck. Us little boys run along behind it sometime. You know, delivering ice. My wife and I first got married. We didn't have an electric refrigerator. They had them then. We didn't have one. Not many people did. We had an ice box. You know, and those old, old ice boxes or refrigerators, we call them, would keep things pretty good, you know, for the day, especially, yeah. I never will forget we finally got one. We was pastoring our second church. I was on my fourth church. My wife had been with me on two or three of them, I guess. We was pastoring our third church before we ever got an electric refrigerator. My, 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 my. I got the thing, you know, with nothing down, paid $2.50 a month paying it out. I mean, you could just, you know, these are, these are late depression days or... Or actually, we began, we hadn't gotten into the war yet, but it's starting and prices and wages were frozen and so on and so forth. And, uh, and I remember we had our second child, you know, just a, Pat was just a baby. And, and you know, you'd feed her a bottle about every, every four hours. You had to feed her 10 by the time, about 2 o'clock in the morning, about 6 o'clock in the morning. About every four hours, she'd wake up and start crying. You'd keep that bottle, you see, already fixed in the refrigerator. 
Now then they've got them, you know, and eventually I got me one. But uh, we didn't have one then, so I just had to keep a pan on the stove, you know, and light that, get the water hot, put the bottle in it, because you got to get it so warm, you know. Put it here on your wrist, you see. You get it too hot. Anybody know anything about that? But see, I got this electric refrigerator, and, and, and so I got me a good recipe to make ice cream. And I'd stand there at 2 o'clock in the morning and eat ice cream. Boy, I had a good recipe. I mean, I had a good one. And at 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm eating ice cream again. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including messages that expounds this month's subject. Our offer for this month is a four-volume series on the subject of prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Each one of the volumes includes four CD teachings on prayer. That's 16 CDs in all. Some of the CD titles are Praying for Your Nation, Praying with the Help of the Holy Spirit, United Prayer and the Prayer of Faith, and so many more. These four sets are normally priced for $112, but for this special offer, they're now only $56. That's a 50% savings off the retail price. Don't delay. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rama.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Kindle the flames coming up very quickly, September yes. the 22nd through the 24th. Ladies, it is time for you to come on Rama Bible Church campus and come to Kindle the Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.